Welcome back to the Wellness Drop. I'm your host, Jenna. We're here with another week. I'm excited. Um, if you have been following along semi-religiously, I appreciate you. Um, but then you might have noticed that this episode is coming out a little bit later than normal. Um, I try to put one out every week, but this one's just coming out a bit late because I had a busy weekend. I was a bridesmaid in one of my very close friends' wedding, which was so so nice, actually. I think her wedding turned out so beautifully, and it was a great day, nice weather, and yeah, it was just super fun to be a part of a wedding, um, despite the fact that I am very pregnant. <laughs> um, it was just, yeah, it was a really good weekend, but I was focused on that on Friday and Saturday, and I had work on Sunday, and it just, um, yeah, just, yeah, the podcast fell by the wayside, which is okay, because as I mentioned when I started this, I wanted to have that flexibility and not put any pressure on myself to get something out um, if I had other things going on, since I have a lot of other things going on, like growing a human. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am 37 weeks pregnant this week, which is just crazy. So crazy um, to think that like, really, I could, I could go into labor next week. I could go into labor the week after that. <laughs> um, it's kind of just crazy. And I feel, I feel pretty good. Um, I'm definitely slowing down for sure. I'm pretty tired. Um, I feel like I've been sleeping really well, which is nice. Um, like I slept for like 10 hours last night and that includes, you know, getting up a few times to pee, but, um, I am sleeping well, which is super good and really trying to just let myself get as much rest as possible right now. Um, I feel fairly good in my body. I'm definitely feeling like round and tight and he feels really low. I mean, he's kind of sat pretty low my whole pregnancy, but like, you know, he's starting to, to get a little lower and I'm definitely feeling that. The other thing that I have, like, I feel like 36 weeks hit and I just like instantly started getting heartburn and heartburn is so unenjoyable. Um, so I've been trying to mitigate that and it's not like all the time, but, um, you know, when I was in school, we learned some of like the trigger foods for heartburn, which could be coffee, tea, chocolate, tomatoes, spicy food. Um, and I'm definitely feeling that like if I eat tomatoes, um, like, like a pasta sauce or something. Oh my gosh, I feel terrible. <laughs> um, the other thing is like not laying down or slouching after meals. So I've been trying to stay upright um, after if I can go for a walk or like bounce on my birth ball, things like that um, to kind of help mitigate some of those symptoms because that is just not enjoyable at all. I'm so sorry to anybody that experiences heartburn regularly. Um, so yeah, so some, some fatigue, some, you know, a little heartburn here and there. Um, I definitely am getting like some, a little bit more nausea than, um, I had previously, um, food is just like, I can, I can feel myself like not wanting to eat as much. Um, I feel like 
my palate has kind of shrank back down a little bit. I'm really just enjoying like fruits and fresh things like fresh vegetables and definitely smaller portions like big heavy meals are just not sitting well with me. Um, So trying to still, you know, get enough calories in and then maintain um, like a sense of feeling good and feeling balanced. Uh, this week I'm going to start doing some meal prep for just like some postpartum meals. That's something that's, um, yeah, important to me. Chris and I are like, he's, doesn't think that we need to do a lot of meal prep, but I'm like, okay, no, I definitely want to have some things set aside. So I'm going to start doing that today. Um, I want to get really like, I feel like the hardest meals are, I feel like the hardest meal is lunch to get in. And when you breastfeed, you realistically need like two lunches. So I just want to make sure I have adequate breakfast, adequate lunch, and then a few dinners. Christopher is like pretty set on like wanting to do some of the cooking. So, um, and my mom will be here, which is really nice. So I want to respect that he wants to do some of the cooking and just have a few meals put together. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to start doing that, which is really exciting. And then I'm just getting ready, getting ready for, for the birth. Like it could be here so soon. So, um, I have my hospital bag put together and there's still a few things to add to it, but I did finally get that put together. Uh, yesterday I cleaned, well, Christopher and I (laughs) together, mainly him cleaned out my car, um, which was already pretty clean, but it needed to be vacuumed and whatnot. And I installed the car seat, which was exciting. Um, I've sent in like my hospital registration and yeah, trying to like put together my birthing plan and all that jazz. Um, so yeah, so for today's episode, that's kind of the, the update, but this is just really a casual, like kind of 37 week update. And then I wanted to talk, um, a little bit more in depth about my birthing plans. Um, cause I'm, they're kind of, you know, at the forefront of my mind right now. <laughs> so I am giving birth in a hospital. Um, I didn't really consider a home birth at all. I, it's something that I think I would be interested in, in the future, but um, as a first-time mom, I, I just don't, I don't know how I would feel. Also, this is going to sound really stupid, but if I lived in like a beautiful home out in the woods, like where I could birth outside, like on my patio, surrounded by nature, like that's a little bit more of a vibe than my rental property where I have like my dogs running amok and like I'd have to set up my birth tub like on our carpet like I don't know it just didn't seem as dreamy as like some of the home births you see on Instagram of course Um, but really what's most important is birthing where you feel safest Um, and I am somebody as I've mentioned previously that tends to worry a little bit. Um, and so I do think that I would feel safest birthing at a hospital, uh, where there is access to immediate care, particularly for my first child. Um, you know, I might feel a little bit more comfortable doing a home birth, um, for my second. Uh, the other thing is just home births are more expensive. You have to usually pay for them out of pocket and yeah, I don't got that kind of money, (laughs) but it really worked out 
in my favor because the local hospital, um, Peace Health, is certified through Water Birthing International, which is a basically a program that um, certifies hospitals to do water births. So they have a water birthing program, which is awesome and not very common. So I am actually planning on give, having a water birth at the hospital, which is amazing. Usually it's like you're allowed to labor in the tub, but then as soon as it's time to give birth, you have to get out of the tub. Um, but for the water birthing program, they do set up like a separate birthing pool. Um, it takes about 20 minutes, they said, to fill up that separate tub. So you can give birth, yeah, in the water, which is amazing. And that's what I want because um, I'm trying to have a physiological birth, um, a natural childbirth, as they would say, just uh, medication and intervention-free if possible. Um, so this water birthing program do does have some requirements. I had to take a super short like informational class on the water birthing program. It was only like an hour and it was online. Um, and then there is a couple like requirements that you have to fulfill um, to be eligible when the time comes. So you have to be 37 weeks pregnant. Uh, check. <laughs> you have to have, uh, your baby has to be head down, uh, which I did actually find out last week that he was head down. I was kind of nervous because my mom had a breech birth and my grandma had a breech birth. And I was like, okay, breech birth is going to ruin all of my plans. So my doctor was like, well, we can see if he's head down if you want. So we, we did look really quickly on an ultrasound and he's head down and that calmed a lot of my nerves. Um, so yeah, head down, check. And then you do have to be relatively like low risk. Um, so I am low risk. I haven't had any um, birth complications, knock on wood, thank goodness, or pregnancy complications, I should say. And then I think unlike a home birth, you have, you do have to like kind of respect the wishes or um, sorry, I should say the instructions of the nurses a little bit more. So if they tell you, you know, we need you to get out of the tub for a little bit because we need to monitor you for whatever this reason, that reason, then you do have to kind of respect that um, if you want to, you know, continue to be a part of the of the program. Um, so yeah, so it's important to birth where you feel safest. And like I said, for me, I felt safest birthing in the hospital. And then when I found out that this hospital that I was birthing at had this program, it just really felt um, kind of like it was a little bit more meant to be. So that felt really nice um, because I do, yeah, I do want to have an empowered birth. Um, and I, I do think that your providers play a really big role in this. Um, it's like probably one of the number one factors that plays a role into your birth outcomes is the type of provider you have. And I feel pretty com comfortable with my provider. Um, she seems pretty game for everything. And then of course there, um, so my provider is actually a resident who's still in training. Um, and then there are attendings that kind of oversee her care and, there, there's two different attendings that do the water birth. So I did meet with one already and she seems nice. I like my provider a little bit more, but she does seem very nice too. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of my plans. Um, I feel good about, 
giving birth, honestly, my biggest, I guess, like worry concern is like the concern of intervention. I feel totally confident that I can give birth to a baby because that is what my body has been designed to do. I feel ready and capable and able to do it. Um, I'm just a little bit nervous that like, you know, an intervention is going to be needed and then you just get swept up into the cascade of interventions. Um, and I don't want that. I mean, nobody wants that, of course, but um, I feel pretty strongly against that if I if I can avoid it. Um, but part of the reason I've been doing or trying to do a lot of, you know, just like information gathering, knowing my options, like knowing... Um, kind of like the research behind physiological births is so that I can be informed and in the event that I might need some kind of intervention or, you know, they might need to step in for something, I can feel confident that that's the right decision um, and just like really listen to my body and also take in what the providers are saying. Um, and so that I know that it's like, yeah, just so that I can feel com confident and comfortable that that's interventions actually needed. Um, and I'm not just, you know, kind of getting pushed around because unfortunately that's what happens in the conventional birthing world. Um, but like I said, I feel confident in my body to give birth naturally, to give birth physiologically. People have been doing it for a millennia. I mean, this is what we're designed to do. And so I trust that my body's going, going to do it and going to make it happen. And it's going to be amazing if I can have a water birth at a hospital. I mean, honestly, there's not very many people that can say that they did that. So I'm super, yeah, super excited. Um, and I've had some, like, I don't want to say backlash, but I don't know. If somebody tells you that they want to birth naturally, don't shit all over their dreams because I have a lot of people do that. They're like, um, okay, like good luck with that. Or okay. Like you don't get a medal, you know, that, that type of attitude, like you, um, are silly. Like, it's like the mindset that like you're silly for wanting to do it naturally. Um, which is just like ridiculous. I don't know. It's silly that people think that it's something that you can't do. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with, kind of like the social construct around birth and of course the media portrays it as this like horrible event it's the most painful thing of your life it's so terrible and like so much of that isn't true and I've seen that time and time again in all of these you know physiological birthing accounts that I follow like people are having blissful births all the time like it's not impossible it's not out of this world to think that you can have that too um so yeah so if somebody tells you that they want that don't shit all over their dreams and also don't tell them your crappy birth story or your partner's crappy birth story because they don't want to hear it <laughs> I like had to print a few things at my leasing office the other day and she like started to tell me about her cesarean and I was like I don't want to hear about your cesarean I'm sorry <laughs> the other thing that kind of um kind of gets to me is when people say well it all just comes down to healthy mom healthy baby and that is very true very very true at the end of the day 
it is about having a healthy mom and having a healthy baby. And I do believe that. And I think it's important to do what needs to be done to make that happen. However, I think just willy nilly, well, all that matters is the mom's healthy and the baby's healthy. I think that's super um, unempowering because you really only get to give birth a few times in your life if you're lucky. You know, like I'm so grateful and blessed that I am getting the opportunity to have a baby. But for so many, you know, for so many people, you have two kids, maybe three kids. Um, you know, there are people that are like just cranking them out, but still it's like a handful of times that you get to give birth. And I think your preferences should matter. Like what you want to happen in that birth is important. It should matter. It's a life-changing event. And I, I don't like that mindset that, well, whatever happens as long as your baby's healthy, because I don't think that that's true because how your birth goes can impact your postpartum recovery. It can impact, you know, your bonding with your baby. It can impact your breastfeeding experience. It can impact whether or not you have postpartum depression. Like it's all connected. And so I think it's important to understand that mom's preferences for her birth should be taken very seriously and should be valued. And I don't think it's fair for providers to like walk all over the mom just because of whatever their own agendas, their own egos, their own experiences. And I think that's kind of where the conventional medical system um, lacks and why home births are so empowering and honestly can be safer than hospital births because they are rooted in physiology. They're rooted in what your your body's designed to do. And people just have better outcomes, um, like spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And so I think it's important to take that into consideration before just saying like, well, healthy mom, healthy baby. Like, of course, that is, of course, that is the end goal. That is what's most important, walking away from the situation. But all of the other factors that play into that are equally as important. So I'm going to try my very best to, you know, just stay positive and stay informed and make decisions rationally and also advocate for myself when it's necessary and advocate for my baby. Um, and yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Of course I'm ready. I'm also not ready. <laughs> So for the final few weeks, um, like I said, I'm just trying to do what I can to, to be prepared. Um, and when I have, you know, I've had a few just like fears come up or anxieties come up. Um, I'm trying to deal with those. I feel like the past few days I've had just like worrisome thoughts. And so I'm trying to take these last three weeks and push those out of my mind and stay positive and stay excited and rooted um and I'm doing that through just like taking the time to breathe deeply uh reciting like different mantras and also like birthing affirmations um those have actually been feeling really nice um I put one as my like phone background um and I'm gonna print some out to bring to the hospital with me and then of course just trying to journal in the mornings get my feelings out on paper and finally just trusting just trusting the universe trusting myself and my body and my baby like 
we're all working together. We all know what to do and it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. And it won't be long until my little guy's in my arms and I just can't wait for that. So that is kind of the update, the 37 week update. Um, thank you all very much for listening. I'll be back next week and hopefully we'll be putting out episodes every week for sure up until I give birth and then we'll see. Maybe it'll be like an every other week type of thing after that. Um, But thank you all for listening very much and we'll see you next time.